Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're gonna talk about how to change the way you think about food because this is really what weight mastery comes down to. Now you don't have to change the way you think about food to lose weight, you just force yourself to eat better, eat less foods and you know make better choices. But if you really wanna master weight long-term, you need to change the way that you approach food, the way you think about it. And so the core change you're looking to make is really to focus more on food being fuel then it is fun. And that's the core one because we live in a society where we are exposed to, I mean, depending on how much TV and, and you know media you're getting, it could be hundreds to many hundreds of ads a day trying to convince you that food is fun, you know, that it's entertainment, that it's a way to deal with your emotions, that it's a way to feel young again. There's right? all these emotions attached to it. And so you need to have some process balancing that out where you start to refocus on it primarily as fuel. And a lot of people don't want that, you know, because food ends up being one of the primary sources of enjoyment and entertainment in, in a life, you know, potentially. And if that's the case, it's going to be a lot harder for you to master your weight. So again, we want to get it so that you think of food primarily as fuel first. You still think of it as fun, okay? But primarily you wanna think about it as fuel. And so how do you do that? Well, here's the kind of letdown. There's no, I couldn't just tell you a trick to make that happen. And I, I find people ask me that all the time. How do I change the way I think about food? The way you think about food differently and change your thinking about it is that you need a process of reinforcement because it's much more like learning a new language or learning a new skill, like a new musical instrument or something that you're gonna do new. And so there's nothing you can be just told and all of a sudden you know a language or, or know how to play a piano, right? What it really comes down to is what process do you have to reinforce with it, right? So we go to the extreme and say, okay, well, I'm gonna move. I wanna learn Spanish. I wanna move to Spain, you know? Immersion, jump, jump right in and do it. And so that's kind of like the fastest way, but most of us aren't gonna do that. And so what we need to know is if you wanna lose weight, you have got to have some structured some structure, some strategy in place where you're going to consistently reinforce these new thoughts. Now, this isn't an ad for my program, but again, the, the reason I made Program Yourself in the way it is, you know, it's an eight week program every day in the morning and it's delivered through your phone. Every day you start with a five minute hypnosis session, you know, that you listen to. And that puts new ideas in your mind. It causes you to think differently about yourself, about food, about, you know, your health. And every day it's a different session. So that's one way. And then at night there's a 10 minute session and then you use this hypnotic programming technique to program yourself. So there's a lot of reinforcement because how else are you gonna do it? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm not sitting here saying like mine's the only solution. I'm, I'm sure there's probably something else. I haven't seen it, you know? I think most people think with weight loss that they're just going to decide I'm going to lose the weight. But how are you ever gonna deal with the thoughts that created the problem in the first place? How are you gonna change that level? And that's the question. It's not rocket science. I think if you take a step back and look at it, you very clearly say, yeah, I'm gonna need some sort of reinforcement so that I can consistently train myself to think differently about food. <laughs> I don't know how else you create a change. So again, I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not just saying, oh, it's only my program, but my program's set up this way specifically because I don't know how else you would change your, your thinking. You know, so I'll leave that up to you. I got my solution to that. Um, and you'll have to come up with your own. If you value, the way you're thinking about food to be a primary factor in what your weight's gonna be, okay? Because I can tell you this, that as you start to change your thinking from fun to fuel, everything you think about food changes. It, it transforms, it's the outermost frame, everything changes. 
And again, at least part of you starts looking to fuel your body with high quality nourishment. And there's a good chance right now that you don't have that at all. You have your diet mind, so we have to stop eating so much of the unhealthy stuff. But do you have that desire in you? Do you have that belief, that awareness from your thoughts that I need to have some high quality nourishment coming into my body so I can fuel myself to feel the best? You probably don't, <laughs> and that's a problem. And again, it's not your fault. That's the natural order of things, but we've been, that, that natural order has been overwritten and reconditioned by all of the advertisements we see, all the money that's behind these crappy foods, you know, that, that are all about fun, you know? And um, just one final point on that idea of it being fun. Is it fun? You know, just like the, the, it's the classic with everything that gets to be fun. It gets to be too much fun and then it's not fun anymore. And that's why I find a lot of people are with the food where the enjoyment you got out of the food at one point has now faded tremendously. Uh, and when you take into account the weight and all the issues that, you know, revolve around that, it may not even qualify as fun anymore, technically, okay? So anyways, this is where it comes down to, I think, you know, fun or fuel. Which one are you primarily going to think about food as? And if you do believe that thinking about it as fuel primarily is going to really support you in creating the changes and the results you want, then you need to create some sort of system where you are consistently reinforcing those new thoughts and ideas that food is fuel, okay? Um, because that's what's going to allow you to become fluent in that. And once you're fluent in that, again, the whole process becomes a lot easier. So I hope this helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I can, uh, get a little bit of time here. I can go through any specific questions you may be dealing with. Um, oh, someone said that. I see that. Oh, cool. Uh, thank you for all the amazing advice. You are welcome. You're welcome. That's why I do it. You know, yeah, this is a, this is a mission for me, you know, to help people really master their weight. You know, if you don't know my story, my father died at 54 of a heart attack. So for me, this has always been, you know, more than just losing weight and looking better. It's really about living as long as you possibly can. And so in that sense, it's, it's very serious to me. It's just why I commit to doing all these TikTok videos and lives and everything else, you know, to really help you all out, you know, with this. Um, I can't sleep while hungry. I don't know what to do to sleep. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Well, so, you know, I think the secret there is that if you can't sleep while you're hungry, that's the first question. You know, it's important to understand that sleeping is a skill that you can get better at. And so, you know, the first thing I would want to do is, well, I guess the first question, I guess I would go back to the hungry. How hungry are you? You know, so if you're trying to like not eat all day and then go to sleep, eh, you know, I don't, I don't know about that. If you're eating dinner and then you still feel hungry afterwards and you're so hungry you can't fall asleep, you know, that's probably, if that was the situation, I'd probably start by practicing on sleep and relaxing more. Because sometimes the anxiety we feel about being hungry, if we've had enough food, I want to make that clear, um, sometimes we can feel anxiety about not eating enough as we feel hungrier than normal. And it's just getting used to that. So I don't know enough about your specific situation, but um, if you're eating enough and then you still feel hungry at night and you're having trouble sleeping, then I would work on sleeping, you know, like relaxing, becoming a better sleeper. If you're not eating enough during the day, I would eat more food during the day. Um, I always look to try and get more time. There, there's sleep and then I want to make as much space as possible within reason before I go to bed. So, you know, for me, I usually stop eating six, seven o'clock at night and then I go to bed around 10 o'clock, you know, so that, that three, four hour window is nice because it gives your body a chance to relax. Digestion is one of the biggest use sources of um, uses of energy in your body. And so when you eat a lot of food, and I used to do this, when I used to eat a lot of food, 
before bed, I, I would snack right until bed. Uh, I was a terrible sleeper. You know, I would sweat and I was tossing and turning all the time. Terrible sleeper. Couldn't fall asleep, wake up all the time. And as I moved that and I, and I gave myself more space between my last eating and then bed, the more space I had, the better I slept. And so now, and it was funny because it just transformed. You just think, oh, I'm a good sleeper, I'm a bad sleeper. And that's what really started me on the path of realizing sleeping really is a skill. Um, and so as, as I did that, I became a much better sleeper. And, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not hot anymore. <laughs> I sleep soundly. I can go to sleep. I fall asleep. I stay asleep, all the rest of it. So, um, you know, that, that, that's a big part of the whole thing. But anyways, focus on your sleep because your sleep is a huge part of your weight, weight mastery. No doubt about it. Um, Natasha says, been listening to your podcast, really enjoying them. Well, thank you, Natasha. I'm really glad. Yeah. And then someone asked, do I have a podcast? I do. Uh, so that's what this is. Um, you can watch it, listen to it a number of ways. It's program yourself. Then it's on all the main podcast platforms. Uh, I live this stream this to YouTube. My YouTube account is Jim Kitsoulis and you can watch the, 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 the live cast there, the replays of it. Um, you can listen to the podcast through all your podcast platforms as well. Um, stress piles on pounds. Any tips? Oh, absolutely. You know, to me, a lot of people use food to de-stress themselves and manage their emotions, you know, and stress is one of the big ones. And so, you know, I always say to people that are really stressed in life, the first focus, because again, you know, just to make clear, we're not talking really about weight loss here as much as we are weight mastery. I don't give a shit if you can lose some weight for a little while. I, I don't, who cares? I care that you can keep the weight off for the rest of your life. I want you to get back to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot. That's what I want for you. And so this is a long-term thing. This is something I want you to maintain for the rest of your life, right? How long do you want to keep the weight off for? Forever. And so this is a forever plan. That being said, we've got a lot of time here. So we can take things in phases. And what I suggest to people that are really stressed out and kind of overwhelmed in life is don't start with the weight loss, <laughs> you know? Christ, it's one of the biggest mistakes people make. They, they are already stressed and overwhelmed and kind of at their limit, and then they go and take on a diet. And then the diet's an overcorrection anyways, where you're cutting half your calories out, changing all your eating up all at once, trying to get yourself to exercise, do everything perfect. And it's just too much. You overwhelm yourself and you stick with it for a couple of days, and then you quit. And so what I would suggest first is really going at the stress because if you can really aim at the stress and start to relax yourself, calm yourself down, get good at relaxation, all of those things are going to support you in um, mastering your weight anyways. You know, so uh, I would take I would take on the relaxation piece first. Now, my program, um, there's three pillars of weight mastery and I make a pyramid shape. The mindset is the bottom piece. That's the most important one. But then there's a the lifestyle on top of that and then the eating. And so in the program, we have a lifestyle section to help you implement that. And it's eight habits, right? And so there's eight habits. So there's proper sleeping, hydration, relaxation, breathing, uh, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And, you know, if you can do, again, I show you a, kind of the master ritual. Where you can do six of those all at once just to make it practical and easy just to start implementing it. Um, but also, uh, oops, uh, also, you know, it, it, each person's different. So for you, you might focus on the relaxation piece first. You don't really aim at that because that will be profound change for you. You know what I mean? Like without doing anything else, you'd probably lose weight. You'd feel a hell of a lot better and your life would improve if you could feel more relaxed and calm naturally, you know, without needing any food. So, um, you know, that, that's the key thing I would focus on because it does pile on the pounds for a number of reasons. I tried to get your free meditation from your site and it didn't send any thoughts. Oh, that's weird. Um, yeah, you know what? Just shoot me. You can shoot me an email at jim at programyourselfthin.com or message me through TikTok and uh, 
I'll, I'll look into it. I'll, I'll look in and send me your email and I'll check it out. It might've got sent. It might get put in the spam folder. Um, maybe something got tricked up along the way, but, but just let me know. I'll hook you up with that. And, and I'll send you the link. I can send you the link anyways. Um, this is excellent advice. Mental health first. Yeah. Always mental health first. Right. Again, I, you know, I, I, I rarely, rarely should someone just kick right into the weight loss, to be honest. You know, this is something I learned from, um, uh, Sean, Sean Phillips, Bill Phillips, I don't know if you body for life, Bill Phillips, brother, Sean, um, I interviewed him once, but he does that with one of the programs he was doing at that time anyways, but he did like the first week or two is just sleeping, just, just kind of re rejuvenating yourself, you know, and I always thought that was so brilliant because people, most people are just overwhelmed and exhausted, you know, and like I said, they're going to start, you know, because the way the diets go, it's such a dramatic shift on top of it all, you know, it's different program yourself, then we start slow, you know what I mean? So you don't need it so much. That's kind of built into the program. But if you're doing a typical diet, you know, where you're trying to change everything all at once, and you're just trying to willpower it out, then you need that you need to rest and recover. So you have lots of energy and focus to, you know, attempt that. So anyways, oh, I love this question. I already see this. Why the start is so difficult. That is a great question. And the start is doesn't have to be difficult. You know, this is a this is, a, again, a mindset limiting belief. And it's it's all again, when I talk about this, like sometimes the big challenge, if you're watching this, and you're struggling with your weight. It's it's almost 100 percent starts with your mindset. You have a dieter mindset. You think like a dieter. And this isn't your fault. You've been exposed to millions of dieting ads in your life. We all have. And what happens is it infects your thinking. You're in a mental prison put there by the diet companies and the, the outermost rim of it is that you think about weight loss you think about dieting you think about weight loss as a temporary thing i'm going to diet until i lose the weight and then that causes all sorts of other problems within it and so um so i'm going I'm to diet until i lose the weight okay this is temporary so if we're going to do this temporarily why don't we do as fast as possible okay let's do it let's get it to do it and get it done with okay well let's find the the craziest plans so I get the fastest results. Okay, got it. <laughs> and so what a lot of people do is they approach their weight loss like it's a sprint, you know? Because um, if you look at a sprint, the only thing that was going to win the race is perfection. So you have to be perfect. If you trip, you lose the race. But if you look at a marathon, a trip you can recover from. And so, so much of this comes down to that framing of thinking about weight loss like a sprint. And you got to do it all intense and you have to do it perfect. And that's how you think about weight loss. And that's why it's so difficult to start. So, you know, you start tomorrow, say whatever diet you pick, you know, you're starting tomorrow and it's like, okay, 50% of your calories cut, or you're completely changing your eating, or you're going to go to the gym now, whatever you're going to do, it's completely outside of your norm. And it takes lots of energy, cognitive energy to follow it. It's hard. And you don't have your normal routines just kind of flow through. So that's why it's hard. You're trying to do too much too quick, but program yourself then just as a counterpoint to it, because you don't see this very often. Uh, what you do is you start off like it's delivered through your phone. So you start off the morning, you look down as a message from me, you, you click on that and it, it brings you to the five minute hypnosis session. So every morning you listen to a five minute hypnosis session for five minutes. <laughs> you know? And what's it do is, oh, five minutes, I'm going to change shit. Yeah, no, yes, it is. Because you wake up, you listen within a half hour. You're still kind of like in that nice state in the beginning. You, you're relaxed, you're calm, and you're getting all this positive suggestions. Each session has a, has a core weight loss mantra in it. And so you get this messaging, you get this new way of thinking, it's put in there, and then you go about your day. And you naturally tend to make better decisions. And then at night, you do the two-minute self-hypnotic programming technique, um, which helps retrain your brain. And then if you want to, there's a sleep gnosis session, 10 minutes hypnosis session for night with another core mantra in it. And so you compare this to whatever shitty diet you've been following. I don't care what it is. Intermittent fasting, keto, low-fat, 
Mediterranean, whatever you're trying to follow, Weight Watchers, Count and Point, it doesn't matter. It's all very consciously oriented. You're trying to micromanage all your decisions and you're not built for that and it's very tiring. So there's a number of reasons why, but the start is hard because you're trying to do too much. Most people with weight loss are over, over uh, correcting way too fast. Um, Brilliant. Great to be guided through the phases of lifelong changes. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Lee, thank you for your mindset advice. It's making a difference. Patience is key for me. Excited. Yeah, that's great, Lee. Yeah, the patience thing, it's, uh, I talk about that so much. You know, that that's part of the core frame. That's why I try to say that, that when it comes to the dieting mindset, I think the biggest piece of that dieting mindset is the outer rim, which says, this is temporary. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. It's a temporary thing I'm going to do. And what I say is I say upgrade your goal from I just want to lose weight to I want to get to my goal weight, live the rest of their life, my life there on near autopilot. It's a much better goal. And it's more specific to what you actually want. <clears throat> and so in that framing, when we start talking about changing your weight and living at your weight forever, it just automatically and naturally causes you to think of different strategies, you know, than the diets. Because if you're gonna do something temporarily, you can do something crazy, right? We can all do crazy stuff for a little while. But when you start realizing I want to live this way for the rest of my life, well, now all of a sudden, you know, doing doing keto, eh, I'm not going to do that forever. I don't want to do that for, for 40 years, you know. Um, and so it's a nice, I, I like bouncing things off of that. And that's what I've done for 30 years. I dropped over 50 pounds and I've kept it off for 30 years. No dieting, no working out. I don't even work out. You know, I've started to do some resistance training for other reasons, but I've mastered my weight without any working out, just purely by mastering my eating. Yeah, my lifestyle, I would say. Yeah, my mindset. <laughs> um, but the mindset piece is so important. And people are so impatient. And I can't even tell you all the problems that creates, uh, you know, when it comes to losing weight. The impatience mindset is really one of the biggest challenges people have. And it's hard because, you know, every single weight loss ad you see, if you think about it, every single weight loss ad is showing you the before and after picture. And they're always telling you, you can go from this to this in X amount of time. You know, that, that's pretty much every single diet pitch in a nutshell, you know, before and after it'll take you this long to lose this much weight. And that's all we hear. And it's, you know, it, most of it's just complete bullshit, you know, not to say that you can't get those results, but what do you got to do to get them? <laughs> you know, and so uh, if you just calm down and it's one of the things I always say, take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. You need to make this process more meaningful. It is a, a number on a scale. There's not enough motivation, although it feels like it should be. It's not. And uh, you need to make this a more meaningful process. And so if you start to reframe it so that it's a process of becoming the best version of yourself possible, if that's the goal, uh, it's a whole different thing. You know, it takes on a whole different life. And it's something that has more meaning to it. And there's other things that are you're focusing on other than just the number on a scale or just the weight. Because, you know, the weight's just a means to an end. You know, weight and money are very similar. They're just means to an end. And it's the process you use to get them that's really the more meaningful piece. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah, you could starve yourself and lose some weight, but who gives a shit? Does that make you feel, are you happy? People get on it all the time. Oh, what do you think about water fasting? <clears throat> I think it's fucking stupid. Why would you water fast? You know, unless you just like being disappointed and frustrated in two weeks or a week. <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't make any sense. It makes sense when you realize that most people, and probably you, are trapped in a dieting mindset where you don't give a shit what you got to do. You just want to lose the weight. You, you, that's the first step. That's, I swear, that's the first step. You got to get yourself out of that. <clears throat> you got to free yourself from thinking like a dieter uh, if you ever really want to master your weight, if you really want to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life, you know? 
that is the first step is getting out of that dieting mindset because the dieting again is a temporary thing subconsciously to you and you need to start thinking more long term and when you do that you start making better decisions you know i'm at the point now where it's like i won't do anything uh lifestyle wise eating wise that i always resonate well will i want to do this when i'm 100 years old well i want to do this for the next 80 years is that what i want to do and um if it's no then i won't even put any time into it you know unless it's some short-term thing but but if it has to do with my weight my health and my, my my personal development if i can't do it long term what's the point what's the point and so i think when you start at first it's a little disconcerting because you're gonna realize holy shit, i don't even know you can't even separate weight loss from dieting most likely and so when it comes to thinking about weight loss, you're simultaneously, you just, you've been conditioned to just think about dieting. You could ask a thousand people in America three ways, what, what, how do you lose weight? I think you're going to hear three things, diet, surgery, the, the medicine, you know, medicines, pills. And so when do you, how many people have to talk to that someone says mindset, <laughs> you know? So I think that it's, uh, you know, we're conditioned in this culture there's a lot of money being made off you being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy. A lot. So you've got to like, you've got to take it upon yourself, you know, to take control of this process because you can't wait for some. There's never going to be a diet that's going to fix things. You got to know that at this point. The problem is that you don't know what to do. The pro, right? You, the, you know that. The problem isn't that you don't know what to eat and what not to eat. The problem is you can't get yourself to do that shit consistently. That's the big problem. Don't get me wrong. We can always tweak and optimize our nutrition. Sure. But you know enough of what you're eating that's wrong. And you've tried to stop yourself and you can't do it. Why is that? I know why. Do you? <laughs> oh, I have no willpower. That's not why. That's not why. Do you know why? Do you know why you can't stop yourself from eating? Because you're a chocolate addict? Nope. That's not why. What do you think it is? And I ask this just to prove a point. I'm not being, you know, obtuse here. I'm, I'm asking this because I want you to realize that the diets, the diets never give you the thing you need, right? What, what's a diet, right? I, I, could, I could boil every single diet you've ever seen on, down to a little nutshell here, where it is every single diet is telling you what to do. And then you're supposed to be able to get yourself to do it. You try and follow it. You force yourself to do it with your willpower. And it doesn't, doesn't work. You never learn how to run your own mind. You never learn how to get yourself to do it, do you? Who's out there teaching you that? Right? I don't know. <laughs> I had to come up with this shit. I had to create this. I've been doing this for 20 years professionally. Over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. Read 50 books a year. I'm obsessed with this. And I had to come up with myself because where are you going to learn? Where are you going to learn? How do I get myself to actually eat right? How do I change my thinking so that I want to eat the right foods? And it becomes easy. You're not even asking those questions, you know. So you're gonna find the answer to it. So these are the big questions, though. You're asking the wrong ones. There's no plan out there. There's no like, oh, eat this and don't eat that. You got you got to stop with that. Okay. I'm not saying that 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 there's a little bit of value in that. You know, if you know nothing about nutrition, okay. But the, ultimately, it comes down to the fact that you right now know what you should do and what you shouldn't do, and you don't know how to change it. And uh, no diet's ever going to fix that for you. So it's up to you to realize that and figure out how can I get myself to do what I want to do? Well, that's the question. And once you realize that, though, everything changes. Um, contrave? I don't even know what contrave is. Contrave. Oh, now Trexone. 
prescription weight loss pills. I'm already feeling kind of sketchy. I, I thought it was going to be the Ozempic version of it. Get control over cravings. Now Trexone. Oh, I'm reading this. The exact neurochemical effects are not fully understood. Yeah. I couldn't answer that. Um, yeah, the food noise, though. I mean, but again, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's a crazy world. I always see this. Because so, you know what everyone tells me about the Ozempic and all those are... Uh, please, can you answer my question? What question did you ask? I didn't see it. Oh, oh, I always think about food and what to eat. What's the question? You can't stop thinking about food and what to eat? Uh, yeah, Ozempic, I can talk about that one. That one I know a bit about more. But I feel the same about a lot of them. And I'm not... And I, I, Roger, I will get to your question in one second. Um, I... I don't like, I like, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm pro medicine. You know, I, I, I take statin for my, my cholesterol. So, um, there's that. And so, so I just want to make that clear. However, I find that people get so desperate that like Ozempic, I do know about and Ozempic. Hey, what's up, Miss Independent? Uh, I see Ozempic. I feel very scared about, like, it makes me nervous. People taking that it's a new medicine. There's all sorts of unknowns about it. Uh, Again, it causes your body to produce more insulin, which I don't think is what most people need, right? Listen, here's, here's one thing I will say about medical establishment. We can, I think we can all agree on, is that they really are built around the concept of treating the symptom rather than finding the cure. I think we could all agree with that. And so here you have a Zempic, which causes a type 2 diabetic's body, who, their body's not producing enough insulin anymore. Because now let's just back up a little bit with type 2 diabetes. So a lot of people don't have a genuine, like a... a an intuitive concept of what's going on there. So when we, pretty much any, any food turns into glucose, blood sugar, okay? And all our cells can use that, okay. But now we live in a society where there's so much flour and sugar that that spikes our glucose very quickly. And, and there's other things, but those are the big two. And so that spikes our, our blood sugar levels to a high level, and that's toxic, right? It's inflammatory and toxic for us to have too much glucose in our body all at once. So it's very unnatural to be able to spike our glucose like this. If I put you out in the woods, you wouldn't be able to do it. You wouldn't even be able to spike your blood sugar, okay? So this is, this is uh, something like that. Uh, so as soon as you spike your blood sugar, your, body has, your pancreas releases insulin to clear the glucose out of your blood. Right? Because, again, it's toxic. Now, the irony is too much insulin is toxic inflammatory as well. Okay, So a lot of people are on this path where they're spiking their blood sugar and then their body releases a bunch of insulin to clear it out. And then your body's not good at registering the insulin. It, it, this is a, 
unknown. In the natural world, you can't spike your glucose levels like that. It's very, very rare. And so now we're spiking our glucose levels high and our body's not good at measuring how much insulin do we need to clear it out. So your body overshoots the insulin and now you crash your blood sugar and guess what? Now you feel tired and hungry. And <laughs> you get right back on that cycle. Okay, so people do that for years and years and years, decades and decades. And eventually what happens is their pancreas, their, their cells get resistant to the insulin. Think about the insulin like it's like a key that unlocks the cells and it pushes the glucose in there to store it, okay? And so after the years, the, the key gets kind of stripped, right? And so now you get resistant to the insulin. And so now your body needs to create even more insulin in order to clear out the glucose. And so now what Ozempic does, it comes in and it causes your body to produce even more insulin, <laughs> you know? But it's like, I feel like the, the, the core problem here is, is it's spiking your glucose levels because you can't control what you're eating. Okay. Now, that being said, people of those epic say, oh, well, it's, it's the food noise. It cuts down the food noise. You know, there's lots of ways to cut down the food noise, folks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what my whole program is. Listen, because I've worked with a lot of people that have gotten the stomach surgery, right? Whether it's a bypass, lap band, whatever. And it's like, this proves the point. Because it's like, if your stomach has shrunk down to this, they can still put the weight on. You know what I mean? So until your mindset changes and shifts... Um, you can do almost anything physically and you're going to override it eventually. We'll find that. This, this Ozempic will be the same thing. Ozempic is one of the few medicines I've seen where it's like, God damn, if they don't have like the big headline and right under it is another, I thought it was a sub headline, but I look at it, it says, what caused thyroid cancer? This is a, this is a very intense medicine, folks. A very intense medicine. And you need to be on it forever for it to continue to work for you. The second you stop, you, you, it stops working. So this is a lifelong commitment you're planning on making to this medicine that is relatively new and very powerful in order to reduce the food noise going on in your mind. And so same with Contrave, I guess. You know, again, I, I don't know this one. They don't know that the neurotransmitters, it, it, it says it right there. We're not sure exactly what neurotransmitters we're affecting, but it's affecting some of them, you know. Again, I, I understand people get so desperate that that sounds appealing. But I guess in my world, it just seems crazy because my entire program and my entire career has been helping people change the noise inside their head. You know, because you're always going to have noise in your head. There's an internal dialogue. You are your own best or worst hypnotist because you're up in there, your head talking to yourself 24 hours a day. And so it seems to me you might want to get a bit of control over that process. How do you influence yourself in a powerful way without any medication? That's the path I would want to walk and it's path i do walk <laughs> so i mean that that biases all my opinions about medicines you know do i think ozempic for a type 2 diabetic i think perhaps you know what i mean because they're in a tough spot physically right now okay if you don't have type 2 diabetes you're gonna take ozempic just to deal with the food noise you're gonna take contrave which i don't even know about but you know to deal with the food noise maybe you know to me i guess i'd rather deal with it genuinely I'm not shaming anyone. So anyone that takes the medicine, hey, God bless you. I, I wish you the best. But I think that if it was me personally, I, I would be very hesitant about any of these shots and, and pills and medicines. They never seem to work. <laughs> Do they? I don't know how many years people keep falling for this shit. You know what works is like, I always say this with weight loss. We're, you've been all, we've all been. It's through the, it's a dieting mindset first. So even when you ask me about Ozempic and, and all this other contrary and all this other shit, it's within a dieting mindset. And the dieting mindset is, again, one that it just looks at short-term results, you know, not the long-term implications of it. But, you know, it's like how many years have there, oh, there's been some new medicine that's going to help you lose weight? And how many times has that worked? Please let me know if there's ever been a time. 
Because I don't think so. It's always like, oh, this shit turns out to be real bad. We got to ban it. I don't know. I'll be here. I'll be here and I'll let you know. When they ban Ozempic, I'll be here letting you know what I was saying the whole time. Because again, I just go... Like, so I don't know. Enough of that, right? <laughs> but it just doesn't make sense to me. It's not what I would want to do. I'd want to take control of my thing. Plus, it's like... So in my, my program... And again, this is where I come from. So, so this may not be your goal. This may not be your way you want to do it. But in, in my world and in my program and when I work with my clients... It's mindset, lifestyle, eating. And mindset's first and foremost. So when we go through mindset, there's six sections in the program. There's literally, there's blueprints you fill out. Mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprints. You customize them to yourself. The first part of the mindset piece is motivation. Why do you want to do this? You know, like, like being able to control your motivation. The next step, like again, the motivation is kind of getting you fired up. It's, it's the engine that drives the whole process. It's important. But the work really starts with your self-image and your identity. So it's, that's the key thing you know, is what you think about yourself. And, and no matter how many times you try to lose weight, I know you haven't tried, you've never even focused about your identity, which is the core thing driving your weight. If you identify as an overweight person, a person who's addicted to sweets, who can't, has no willpower, can't change anything, you pretty much never change your weight. Go staple your stomach. Go take some medicines. And I can almost guarantee you, you will not lose the weight long-term. I, 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 I'm just telling you from experience. <laughs> what, what do you want? You know, that's what I see. And, uh, so, so we start with, with motivation, then minds, then, then self-image, then habits. Like, do you know how to change your habits? So you, so you get rid of the food noise. Do you know how to implement good habits? Do you know how to start eating healthy food? Do you know how to do healthy, live a healthy lifestyle? Is that going to help you with that? Emotions. Do you know how to, that, that's the fourth part of the program uh, in the mindset piece. Uh, do you know how to feel emotions you want to feel? Do you know how to deal with shitty emotions you don't want to feel? Because medicine ain't going to help that. And so we've been conditioned as a culture to use food as our main emotional management strategy. So if you don't fix that piece, I don't know how you're going to fix the, the problem. You know, again, you're just treating symptoms. And that's what all this shit does. And the next step is mindset, how to think like a thin person, the nuts and bolts of it. What questions to ask yourself? Having a growth mindset, solution-oriented mindset, implementing these things. And the final piece is maintenance. That's just the mindset piece. So is that medicine going to help you do any of those things? No. And then the lifestyle piece, you know, the things I just laid out for you. So again, it just seems like another focus on trying to treat some symptoms of a deeper core problem. And uh, so I'm not a fan of that. Um, I had gastric sleeve four years ago and I've been gaining the weight back. Mario, I, I'm, I feel it for you. I, I, I know I've had this conversation so many times, um, you know, and it's like it's shocking to you because you just, you just thought, right? You just under this, how the fuck... <laughs> How is this happening? His stomach is this big and I'm putting this weight back on. And again, it just comes down to, I'm telling you the biggest part of it. I, you know, you don't, you don't, you do not believe me and you don't understand what I'm saying until you actually do it. It's just, it's the same, it was the same with me. It's the same with all my clients. It all comes down at the core. I'm, I'm telling you the chorus core of all of this is your identity. It's your self-image. It's how you think of yourself. You know, people talk about, oh, do you believe in set points, weight set points? I do, but not in the way you're thinking. I don't think of it as a physical thing. I think of it as a mental thing. I think we all have a self-image or an identity of who we are. That was one of the biggest shifts I had to make. The, the changing how I eat was kind of easy. Like that part's not that hard. We've all done that for periods of time. The problem is, can you stick with it? Because you may not like being overweight, but you are comfortable and familiar with it. And changing your weight is really changing your identity how you relate to people how you are in the world it's bigger than you realize and it needs to be dealt with or you'll just keep putting the weight back on not knowing why 
you know? So again, that's why, that's why I say like, like literally after we do motivation, the, the course really starts with your self image and the whole program's built around that. This is why it's different. You know, I program yourself is really not even a weight loss program. It's, it is a weight mastery program, but even more than that, it's a personal development program because really what we're doing, it's a process of becoming the best version of you possible. And part of that includes your weight, but it's a much bigger focus than just losing weight. You've lost weight before and you've been just as miserable and shitty. Do you understand? <laughs> like not to be negative here, but, but I, I'm not going to bullshit you either. So there's needs to be more than just losing weight. How many times write them in the thing, please let me know in the chat. How many times have you lost a significant amount of weight and put it back on? Please write that. I mean, I ask this all the time. It's, it's a lot and it gets harder and harder to keep going when you've done that. So you've got to change how you think about yourself. If you have any chance, I, I, I believe, I believe, I, I don't know how to would do it. Yeah. Two times. So if you've done it two times, why, why did you do it? If you lost the weight and it was so amazing, why did you put the weight back on? If you want to answer that, I, I, I know the answer. And I'll tell you what everyone tells me in a second. I just had a binge episode and I saw your TikTok where you were asking what you ask yourself after the binge. Yeah. So Mario, that, that's what happens, right? You got the gastric sleeve first and you, you ate less and then you got used to it. And now you find yourself eating all the time. You're constantly grazing and binging, right? Um, so, so yeah. So, I mean, again, so, well, so I was saying like, like one of the hardest parts for me to change my weight was the identity. So I grew up Greek and a lot of it was my father. He died at 54 of a heart attack, and but he was known as a, as a foodie. He loved food. Hard worker, greatest guy in the world, funny, just awesome dad, awesome person. And he loved food. And so I really like, you know, I, I was like as old as a kid. I was like, wow, I, you know, I'm going to love food. And I did, you know, and uh, it was it was hard giving that up. You know, it, that was the hardest part I find. It was it was giving up. My mom was upset about it because she showed her love through making all this food for me. And now all of a sudden I'm not eating it all. That was hard. You, you said it, the stuff that's affecting your weight is stuff you're, you're not even thinking about it. You, you're just, you're a hundred miles away from what's actually controlling your weight is what I'm trying to tell you this as clear as I can. Cause you think, you think it's a you problem that you don't have willpower. There's something wrong with you. And I'm telling you, it's not that I'm telling you the main problem you have in terms of losing weight is that your strategy is inadequate. It, all, all you're doing, if you think about it, and I don't, I don't even have to know what plan you're doing. All I have to know is that what you've been doing is you're trying to get yourself to eat a certain way. You're trying to change your eating. That's all your weight loss is about. And it doesn't work. And there's a lot of reasons why, but one of the big ones is the self-image piece. You think deep down you identify as an overweight person. That's where you're comfortable in reality. With the people you know, with the reality you live, with your self in the world. That's one of the core parts of it. And so again, with Program Yourself Then it starts from the very first day. That's the, that's the core of it. Who do you want to be? Who's the best you? Who's the best Mario? Fuck that gastric sleeve thing. And just because you're going to lose weight, that's not enough. You're just thinking externally when we think that way. That's how everyone thinks with weight loss. They just think externally. I'll eat less food. I'll weigh less. Everything will be great. Wrong, 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 wrong. Because then why would you have lost weight and put it back on if everything was so great? 95% of people put the weight back on after they lose it. How come? If it's so great, you know, because everything's not great. So you got to have a different approach, I think. You know, that's what I think. Um, but I'm glad, Mario. I'm glad you saw that because that binge question is, that's gold. Again, programming yourself then is built around 
starting where you're at and making slow, gradual improvements forever. And that's the strategy that, that really gets you the best results. What you're trying to do with the diets is you're trying to fix everything all at once. It's all or nothing. And you go 100% in being perfect. And you can maintain that for a couple of days. And then you can't do it anymore. Then you go back to doing nothing. And then months go by and you say, I'm going to do it. And you do all. Do it for a couple of days. Then you go back to nothing. A couple months go. Is that not the pattern you've been in? <laughs> you know, you think about weight loss 24 hours a day, but you never actually get yourself to do anything in, a, in that direction consistently. The whole diet idea is fucked. I, I, you've got you've to get out of that mindset. That's why I do these. It's that important. You know, so you can watch my videos. You, you're hearing it. Every video I say is at the core of it. Stop thinking like a dieter. That's the problem. I've lost the weight a million times. I felt so amazing when I was at my goal weight. My mindset needs to change. Yeah, exactly. Now, I will say, losing the weight, if you felt amazing, then that becomes a process problem. You know, and this is the other part of it is that most people fucking hate the way they lose weight. That's why they can't get started on a diet. Someone said, why is it starting so hard? Because you make it fucking hard, <laughs> right? You make it, well, God, I can't, well, keto's probably the worst one to me. You know what I mean? Because you're going from like just eating like you eat, and all of a sudden it's like, no carbs, got to go into ketosis. You know, it's like so intense. And it's like walking on a razor's edge. You know what I mean? It's like one mistake, you're fucked, you're done. I got to wake a week. We go back to ketosis. And it's like, that mindset is so unnatural and so weird. And, uh, you know, so, so it's really about, it is about transforming yourself into the person you want to be. So for Sunflower here, it becomes about reconnecting to those feelings you had at your goal weight consistently. Who do I want to be? Who's the best version of me? How did that feel? How did I walk? How did I act? How am I living? How am I eating? All that. And then strategically, again, it's knowing what to do and it's being able to get yourself to do it. That's really what it boils down to. And knowing what to do is not say, oh, keto, I'm just going to do keto. Oh, I'm just going to intermittent fast. I'm just going to take this medicine. No way, dude. That, listen, all the diets are built around one tactic. They give you one tactic. They know they're appealing to people that are overwhelmed. So they got to make it conceptually seem as simple as possible. What the fuck sounds simpler than just stop eating carbs? That's the simplest sound thing in the world. The fuck? Just stop eating carbs. It's one thing. <laughs> yeah. Until you go to do and you're like, oh shit, I'll eat fucking carbs. I don't know what to eat. <laughs> I don't know what to do. You know? I'm going to go to my fucking nephew's birthday party. I can't eat cake. I'm a weirdo. Oh, weirdo losing, trying to lose weight. Oh, right. It's just miserable. It's this shit ass miserable process. So you've got to create your own plan. Again, you, you, it's not your fault, but you've been so conditioned to just look for quick fixes with the weight loss instead of just saying, okay, let me just do the work. Let me just do it one time and get it done. <laughs> I've been mastermind for 30 years. I'm not saying I don't consistently work at it, but it's like a lot of my, my, my thought behaviors, my lifestyle behaviors, my eating behaviors are kind of automated. They're like, you know how you brush your teeth? Pretty much it's on an autopilot, right? It's a habit you were born not having. You installed it and now it just kind of runs itself. That's what Program Yourself is about. It's about taking a lot of habits and installing them so you just automatically do them. So just like your teeth brushing, you got to pay attention to some, I got to get toothpaste. Oh, my toothbrush is a little old. I got to fix that. Oh, did I brush my teeth? You know, you, you're kind of, you're floating above the behavior. But most of it's just running on autopilot. That's the smart way to create change in your life in my opinion, you know, what you're doing with dieting is you're 100% trying to consciously do it. You're trying to micromanage every little decision. They estimate we make over 200 food decisions a day. There's no wonder you feel overwhelmed very fast when you try to lose weight. You're trying to do way too much too quick because you're just obsessed with losing weight quickly instead of just mastering it once and for all. The irony is that mastering your weight's a lot easier than losing weight because losing weight, all you care about is losing weight fast and you got to do extreme things that are difficult to do and uh, and mastering your ways 1% better every day. That's the goal. That's the focus. And that's the strategy. 
and we can make it comfortable. We can make it easy. Let's make it the beginning of the process. You relax, you calm down, you connect with what your goal is. You start to feel amazing now. <laughs> you start to feel confident now and use that to lose the weight and then keep it off. You're doing it completely backwards because you lost the weight and, and something happened, you know, because uh, you put it back on. So something's missing, you know. Um, I never learned how to live as a thin person. I was only told that I was big. First died at age seven. Yeah, Kristen, that's a, it. Listen, it's an extra challenge for you. It's harder for you because you have had a whole life of that, that identity. You know what I mean? So, again, you have to understand your brain's main uh, function, your brain's number one job is to be a prediction machine predict the future and in order to predict the future most accurately our subconscious mind wants to maintain the status quo because the more normal and, and status quo everything is the easier to predict what's coming up and so your subconscious mind you don't like being overweight but your subconscious mind feels secure in it it's like okay i know what to expect and so changing yourself into a different version of yourself is the process that i'm, I'm telling you program yourself then so there's the hypnosis sessions in the morning but the, the core of the program is the two-minute self-hypnosis self-hypnotic programming technique I teach you. I think that's the most important. That's when everything changed in my career because I used to do the hypnosis and it wasn't until I started teaching people how to do it to themselves that, that everything changed. And it's kind of the, the cliche of like, you know, give a person a fish, feed them for a day, teach a person a fish, feed them for a lifetime type of thing. You are your own best or worst hypnotist because you're up in your head talking to yourself all day long. You have got to learn how you influence your subconscious mind because you're doing it all the time. You don't realize it. How are you doing it? Because you, how, how am I going to describe something about yourself that you haven't even noticed? Are you ready? You are constantly programming yourself to be overweight. How? Because you're trying to understand why you don't lose weight. You keep asking questions like, why can't I stick to a plan? Why do I keep overeating? What is wrong with me? Why do I keep snacking on candy bars? Why do I keep eating ice cream at night? Why don't I stop doing that? And you're always asking those questions, but they're always referencing you as the overweight you, the out of control you, you are never, ever, never asking questions like, what's the best version of me? How amazing can I feel? How can I eat so that I lose weight in a comfortable and easy way? How can I make weight mastery fun and enjoyable? How could I do this for the rest of my life? How can I put my weight loss on autopilot? I know you don't know those answers, but you're not asking those questions, do you see? And so you're, you're subconsciously always programming yourself to be overweight and stuck and to continue the what things you're doing. So again, you know, with, with programming yourself, then the, the nighttime self-hypnotic programming technique, every single night, it's really two techniques. There's a redo technique where you fix the day or look back over the day, and there's a rehearsal technique where you prefer, prepare for tomorrow. But each one of those, you're connecting to the best version of you. You know, you're training yourself. You're connecting to yourself. You're, you're training yourself. You're motivating yourself from that, and it moves you in that direction. So it's, um, and, and it, 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 it trains you to start thinking like the person you want to be because right now you think like the person who's overweight and struggles. Um, Mario says, my whole family and I have been affected spiritually, mentally, and physically. I just need to disconnect. Yeah, Mario, I, I feel for you. I know, because then, listen, the, the, the hardest part, there, listen, everything's relative, right? So it's like, oh, you start a diet and you lose a couple pounds, you put it back on. Eh, that sucks. It's disappointing. You go and commit to getting surgery or the lap band, and then you lose the weight, and then you start putting it back on. It's very, very, very difficult to recover from that because you committed so hard. Now, I say that to you, letting you know that I don't want you saying to yourself, oh, Christ, there's nothing's going to work. I've tried everything. Nothing works. You, I know you haven't tried the mindset route and, and the mindset route is always the secret, you know? So if you're feeling completely discouraged and frustrated, like you've tried everything, please remember that you haven't, that there's another way. 
There's the mindset route. And you can go to my bio and click that link. You can get a free hypnosis session I give you. And right on the other side of that, when you opt in, I give you a training, three steps to master your way. I email you, you know, positive coaching, encouraging stuff every day, um, letting you know about this other way. You know, that, that there is a whole complete other different approach where you're guaranteed success if you walk it. Guaranteed. It's not like a diet where you're going to try it. Let's see what happens. This approach here is constantly you're always evolving and growing into a better version of yourself. And so of course we hit challenges, but we deal with the challenges. That's the core of the program with a diet. The second you make a mistake with a, with a lap band, the second you start putting some weight on, you start backsliding. It's, it's so you have no strategy to pull yourself out of that tailspin because the willpower doesn't work in that situation. How to lose weight fast. Don't eat. You want to lose weight fast. Don't eat. Exercise, don't drink water, don't eat salt, take laxatives maybe. Uh, I mean, I'd say chop an arm or leg off, but that's probably not what you mean. So losing weight fast is, who gives a shit? I'm joking, by the way, okay? But I mean, those things would help you lose weight fast, right? But who gives a shit if you can lose weight fast? And I don't mean to pick on you because you probably just want to lose weight fast, but it's that mindset that's keeping you trapped. So, hey, Michigan, I am well. I'm starving though. Uh, I can't budge from 140. Uh, well, you know, sometimes, and that's weird, but sometimes people, they try and starve themselves. I don't know. It's, here's the secret is the secret to food wise. The biggest secret there is, if there are any secrets is, uh, calorie density, you know? So you shouldn't be starving. You know, you, you just have to change what you're eating. If you would start eating more natural whole foods, they have a lot less calories in them typically than processed foods. And so you can eat lots and lots of food and feel totally full and satisfied uh, and reduce your calories and lose weight. And it's a much more enjoyable, comfortable way. It's less stressful on your body. Uh, it's easier. It's more enjoyable. Uh, Sunflower says, it's so hard to calm down. I love your videos for that 100%. I walk and listen and it calms me down. That's awesome, Sunflower. It's hard for me to calm down. I have a tweaked up nervous system. I mean, I'm my relaxation and calming myself down is is a lot of my lifestyle <laughs> however if you focus on that again there's so many benefits that come from that certainly one of them would be almost guaranteed when you're more relaxed and calm it's so much easier to manage your weight so uh, it, it, there's a lot of benefits to, to focusing on that and remember it's a skill you get better and better and better at it that relaxing calming down so keep going with it um, Chicky says, I can only lose weight if I'm going through a breakup, but once I'm happy again, I gain it back. Why? Yeah, Chicky. Okay. So I think I, I, I talk about this a lot because I find personally the main way that most people get motivated to lose weight. I always say there's a spontaneous pain based event. Now, usually it's stepping on the scale, seeing the picture of yourself, the clothes that you swore would always fit doesn't fit. Now you got to go to the doctors, you catch your reflection, uh, you break up with a, with a, in a relationship. Uh, and all of a sudden this pain comes and says, I don't care what I got to do. I'm going to lose the weight. And, um, and you really focus and that pain is driving that. But what ends up happening is as you start getting results or you get in a relationship, you get happy again. Um, as you start getting results, the pain starts going down. And when your motivation is based on the pain, when the pain goes down, the motivation goes down. So again, program yourself. Then we use pain and pleasure. Pain's good for making a decision, but pleasure is good for carrying it out. What drives 95% of your behaviors day to day is your dopamine. And dopamine's that the pleasure you get when you think about eating the cookie right now, or the pleasure you get when you think about watching your favorite show on Netflix tonight. 
You know, that's dopamine. It drives most of your behavior. And you have no strategy to probably deal with that. But again, in Program Yourself Then we really, that's one of the things that makes it very unique is that that's one of the core things. Again, when I was talking about that, really the, the sessions in the morning, but especially that two-minute session at night that you do to yourself, the self-hypnotic programming technique, what happens is you really connect all the pleasure you're going to get out of being that version of yourself. So you, we use both. We, we move moving away uh, motivation you know we, we notice the pains and we recognize we, we use them intentionally but most of it is based on focusing on the pleasure and magnetizing so we're pulled towards the results we want so yeah but but chicky that's what you're doing i mean you're using just relying on the pain and then that that comes and goes and no one wants to sustain pain that's it's just a shitty form of motivation and that's what most people use when it comes to weight loss so again we want to use the pleasure primarily um which isn't hard, but just no one ever does it. And, and what you need for that is you need consistent reinforcement, you know, something consistently bringing it there. But if you can work that into your life, it's, um, oh, it's the most powerful motivation is the pleasure. Um, yep, gain weight, going out to eat for entertainment. Yeah, the entertainment eating, I was just, I started, was talking about that, that, uh, you know, listen, there's the obesity conspiracies, the food producers, the diets, and the, the medical establishment. And the food producers, I mean, you're just exposed to millions, tens of millions of food ads in your life, if not more. And uh, those food ads do a number on you. You have to think like every food ad you see, you should think of like a hypnosis session. Yeah, they're not trying to like logically convince you to eat the food. They're they're operating on your subconscious mind. And, uh, you know, you just you need to be able to deal with it. And I don't know, like if you don't know program yourself thin like it is there is hypnosis sessions but the core of the program is really it is coming up with a blueprint that you follow so that's important but i think the most important part of it all is understanding how to influence your subconscious mind hypnosis is not going into a trance the trance is kind of a byproduct when you go into a trance it's just the easier state to influence your subconscious mind but really what hypnosis is, is the process of influencing your subconscious mind. You have a conscious and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is the ro logical, rational part of your brain that wants you to lose weight, knows why you should lose weight, knows what you should do. Um, and the subconscious part of your mind is the part of your mind that runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And so that's where your weight's being controlled by. And what the diet is, in a nutshell, it's you consciously trying to fight against your subconscious mind to override it. Right. Because notice your subconscious mind, it doesn't you never forget to snack on the ice cream at night. You never just imagine that. Imagine just went to bed. Like, oh, shit, I forgot to snack tonight. <laughs> like that rarely happens. And so your subconscious mind, it's really driven by environmental cues that fire off automatically. So it's a real, you know, your conscious mind is about 10 percent of your brain anatomically. The rest of your brain is your subconscious mind. That's where your toothbrushing habit is just to. to put a point all the behaviors you've learned you do on autopilot now tying your shoes using your computer mouse using your remote for your tv driving your car these are all things you learned and now you just do it on autopilot and so anything you've learned in your life that now you know you've learned it and now it's stored in your subconscious mind every time you try to lose weight you try to consciously fight against your subconscious programming and it lasts for a couple days and then what happens you get bored sick distracted you don't want to do it anymore and you just go back to doing what you always did as if nothing changed because nothing did change you just overrode it for a couple days. So again, program yourself then is about how do we use our conscious minds, our logic, our rational mind to reprogram our subconscious mind so that we naturally and automatically do the things that keep us at our goal weight. That's why I'm here 30 years later and I'm at the same weight because I'm on autopilot with a lot of things I do. You know, so I hope that makes sense because the approach is 
it, it's a complete paradigm shift in how you're approaching your weight. And when you realize that, you realize you're doomed to failure with the diets because you're not changing any subconscious factors that are influencing your weight. And so once you understand that process and you have a tool to use to actually program yourself, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, it's like be given a magic tool that, that starts to work on all the things that you've had no ability to change. So I'll explain it. Um, Yvette says, what is your height and weight? I don't really like going into my specifics because I just don't. Um, I'm right in a normal BMI. I'll, I'll give you that one. But I don't, I don't know. Like everyone's different. And so if I say a number, it's just, I don't know. I just don't like that for some reason. I think, you know, and that's something too. I think goal weight is speaking to that. I think a lot of people sh- choose shitty goal weights. They don't know how to choose a goal weight. I think a lot of times, because I've done this, I've done 5,000 prior weight loss. I said, what's your, what's your goal weight? And I'll hear a number, and I always know if it's a real, a congruent number or just a disassociated number. What do I mean? I can't tell you the number of times I ask someone, so what, what goal weight do you have? And they say the number, and I say, well, why? why? Why do you want to weigh that? And they'll say, uh, I don't know. That's what I weigh when I got married. So, uh, oh, yeah, I am healthy. I'm wicked healthy. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that. I'm right in the middle of my BMI, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I am holistically healthy, I will tell you, too, because it's not just a weight thing. As I was saying, my lifestyle piece, and I put these in, in terms of, in order of importance in my mind, sleeping, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. I've got all eight of these things in my life every day, if not every day, five days a week totally, and most of them every single day. And, um, you know, so, and that's not even the mindset stuff that makes the biggest difference, I think. Um in the eating too, because even the eating strategy, I, we follow a five-two thing in the plan. So it's five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating, and so even that part feels healthy. So, yeah, that's been a real focus of mine for thirty years. Is how can I? Because I started this whole process off not healthy. I would say uh, I was binge drinking. I was fifty pounds heavier. I was very unhappy in a lot of ways. Very, very lost. And, um, yeah, the universe just smiled down on me. I, 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 I I'll tell I'll give credit. Like I, the universe smiled. I mean, I grabbed, I grabbed it. I got the chance. I took a semester off from college and, uh, during that, like in, within a month I was exposed to NLP hypnosis. That was neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, Tony Robbins, playing guitar, martial arts, yoga, meditation. And, uh, that all happened. It was just like a miracle. It, it feels that way to me, but I grabbed onto it too. And uh, I, I've been doing that straight for 30 years. So it's inspiring because, you know, it's the same brain, same body. I always say this to people because most people in my program, they're like successful professionally or in other areas of their lives, but they're not with their weight. And, you know what I mean? And so they're in their head all the time like, oh, what the fuck? I don't understand. It makes no sense how I can be successful over here and not over here. And because uh, oh, I have willpower over here, but just not here. And, and it's interesting. And so... You know, it's fascinating, but it's like you've got a supercomputer for a brain, but you're running the wrong programs is how I think of it. And I was the same way. So it's like it's very interesting looking at my life, realizing how I was in one situation and then how I am in a different one. Same me, but running completely different subconscious programming gave me completely different results. And that's what I help people with, you know. So, uh yeah, that's the goal. But what's so a goal weight? Let me get back to that real quick. A lot of people, their goal weight, it's just like a number and it's kind of arbitrary. Um, it's what they weigh when they were 18, what they weigh when they got married, what they weigh when they lost weight at Weight Watchers 30 years ago. 
it's important for you to understand that you can't put your weight in a vacuum. And a lot of people do this, where they just pick a weight they want to weigh. Because you have to realize whatever weight you pick, you need to live and eat a certain way in order to achieve that. And a lot of people pick a weight that they want, but they're not willing to live or eat that way, which is fine. And so you want to find a congruent place, you know, where you're willing to actually do it. And what a lot of times that means is people have to raise their goal weight a bit, you know? And so... I did that, you know, like, like, so I say 30 years, I, I dropped away for 30 years. There was a blip about 12 years ago. Um, it was a time when we moved into a new house and we completely redid it. Uh, my son was born and he wasn't a great sleeper, kind of took a lot of energy with one of those types of kids. And, uh, yeah, I was exhausted and I, I put, I put a, you know, <laughs> quick, you know, 20, 25 pounds on and I took some of it off, but I also said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, increase my goal weight for right now you know i don't have the energy to really keep my weight where i want to be it wasn't as easy as it had been before him you know and so i raised my weight but my weight my goal weight is is a movable thing depending on what's going on in life you know now everything's kind of calmed back down again now it's easier for me to go back to my original goal weight you know and i'm able to do it comfortably easily that's that's the main factor because to me it's like what's the point of just like being miserable just to be at a weight it doesn't make sense so i think that's a whole conversation of itself um how do you feel about extended fasting uh, you know, if it's for spiritual reasons, then knock yourself out. But for weight loss, I don't understand it at all. It's one of the mysteries of the world to me, why someone would fast to lose weight. I mean, I know you want to lose weight, and that's the fastest way to do it. Like, I understand that part. But it's also the fastest way to put weight back on right as soon as you start eating again. And... The other part, I have a, I have a problem with extended fasting because I've done it. I have people extend way longer than I do. I did a couple days a few times, and I found that to be miserable for me. Now, again, program yourself in. We always have the core the core uh, saying and belief is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you, and I believe that a thousand percent. But I can tell you, my experience of uh, fasting, extended fast, it was very very stressful. I, I looking forward to it as miserable. Um, then I would do it and I was obsessed with food and it was very difficult. And then after I finished doing it, I was obsessed with food for a while. So, and then I don't even know what it did to me about metabolically, but mindset wise and emotionally, it was very disruptive and, uh, you know, it, it took a lot. And so I said, what am I doing? I, I want things to be easy. I want to, I want my weight mastery to be fun and enjoyable. That was not. So that's my thought. And then, then the idea like you're going to starve yourself and not eat so you can lose some weight only to put it all back on again. Uh, I don't know. And there's epigenetics. I don't know what, what you do when you do extended fasts. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I'm not, the, the, the jury's out. Now, intermittent fasting is a different story, and I'm a big fan of giving your body a break for a while to not eat. You know, um, Don says, I believe fasting should be for other health reasons, not weight loss, short-term thinking. Yeah, I agree. I think it's... Uh, I, I think that too. I just think it's short-term thinking. And people say, oh, yeah, but I just need to do it so I can, you know, jumpstart my weight loss. Uh, that's bullshit. Because you're not going to jumpstart your weight loss for real unless you're doing something that's sustainable. Because when you're doing the fast, there's always low-key anxiety that you're going to put the weight back on as soon as you start eating. And so, you know, what's the point of putting all that effort and energy into something that's going to last a little while, you know? Uh, it says, thank you, wondering about healing the pancreas. Okay, so so healing your pancreas, right? So when we talk about insulin, insulin production... Um, you know, I, I would look at that and again, so, so let's just say I had pancreas issues, insulin issues, producing enough insulin. And I was in the, I was still in the, the phase where I could actually impact it. 
What I would be looking at right there is I would 100% be looking for long-term. I want to support my pancreas. Now I think about this anyways, and I'm not, not anywhere near being type two diabetic, but I think already I want to support my pancreas. I want to support my system to run as efficiently and optimally as possible. And so what I would do is I would focus on how can I reduce carbs and, and glucose spikes forever pretty much. I'm gonna say once in a while I can do it strategically, but majority of how I live and eat, I want to reduce these glucose spikes so that I don't need my pancreas to have to re produce lots of insulin to deal with them. And so, but notice that the phrasing of my language is a long-term focus. And, and that's what I literally have done. Again, in the program, that's what we do is, is figure that out because it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Um, and so I would take, I would take, I don't know how old you are, but let's just say you're 50. I would take 50 years of changing my eating so that I don't have very many glucose spikes over a week long fast, you know, and then going back to how I ate. You know? Why can't I resist eating? Depends what you're eating. You know, it depends on your mindset. There's so many questions. Listen, everyone, I got to get out of here in a second, but, um, what I would suggest if you're serious at all about losing weight or mastering your weight, click the link in my bio and go get that hypnosis session. It's free. Okay. And then I give you a training right on the, on the other side of it. It takes a couple minutes to send you the session. Then I, um, there's a training, three steps to master your weight. Watch it, watch it. It'll give you a different paradigm for how to approach this whole thing. And I think you'll, you'll feel a lot more inspired because it's completely, you know, this is the dieting mindset and the other mindset, what I show you is, is way over here. They're, they're totally different. You're not thinking about this stuff. So it, it could be very eye-opening for you perhaps. <laughs> but I, why I can't resist, I could talk about that all day. I would need to know more specifics and go watch that. That'll kind of get you, get you going. Oh, high calorie foods. Yeah. Listen, high calorie foods are processed foods and processed foods are made in labs by chemists with all the resources in the world at their disposal to make you addicted to them that you got to think of them like food cigarettes and that's much more like what it's like it's not even food they're products made to be as i was just thinking about this and I, i'm so i'm so grateful i have this because it's like you don't even know what makes food addictive like you you just don't <laughs> unless you've studied this stuff and so if you're eating high calorie foods it's like it's like someone saying oh why can't i resist cocaine well I don't know how, how do you doing it much? I do it every day. Why can't I resist it? <laughs> Why do I crave it so much? You know what I mean? There's a little bit of that going on in here. And so, uh, you know, you, you should see it for what it is. That's the first step. Anyways, my daughter has type one and finding sleep has been my biggest challenge. Yeah. Uh, I, I get that. You know, I got some people in the program where sleep's a challenge for some people. And so you need to, you need to carve out time for it. I will tell you this, you know, I made a video, it's my biggest video I ever did, which I, it's weird to me, but it was about taking a sleep vacation. I say, ever take a sleep vacation for a week? It's when you take a week and you get as much sleep as you possibly can. And, uh, you know, I said, oh, tell, you know, tell that to my kid and da, 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 I can't do it. Listen, I get it. I, people have different situations. The idea of a sleep vacation came out of me being a parent to a kid who didn't sleep well and I was exhausted. And looking back on it, the lesson I learned from it, what I would have done if, if I go back in time, what I would have done differently is I wouldn't have, I took that evening time of watching TV. I was like, oh, this is my time. Finally get a break from it all. And I would have taken half as much of that time and I would have gone to sleep earlier. I wish I'd slept more during that time. And so what I'm saying to you is that I know finding sleep may be a challenge because of these other things, but there's usually, and again, I don't know your situation, so forgive me if this isn't your situation, but usually there is some sometimes where you could sleep and it may not be a, a solid eight hours of sleep. You may have to nap and, and that's better than not getting the sleep. Okay. So take a look at your schedule typically and see if you can find some spots. And if not, 
really craft them out, find some solutions because sleep is really the foundational piece on the physical level of any success you're going to achieve. It affects absolutely everything. So it's that important. Um, yeah, Don says that's where gym teachers do schedules, eating it helps keep with the pancreas health. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely supports that. Um, okay, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, everyone, have a super day. I got to get out of here again. If you haven't done it yet, go to my uh, go to my bio, click that link, and go get that hypnosis session. If you haven't listened to hypnosis, or even if you have, this is a completely different session. It's so good. It's all about getting you fired up and motivated to start losing weight, help you clarify and connect to the ideal goal, body, and person you want to be. And uh, yeah, it's a powerful session. I love it. And then the training, three steps to master your weight, okay? Because you can do this. You just need a better plan. You need a better strategy. And once you do, uh, you'll get better results. Imagine that. <laughs> all right, everyone. Have a super day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.